Hi guys, this is the Say It With Grace podcast. This is episode one in the Influential Women series. Today I am being accompanied by Rauda Alalfi, the Policy Analyst at House of Lords. Hi Rauda. Hi, how are you? I'm good, thank you. Thanks for joining the podcast today and being our first guest. Um, I think we'll just start off by you introducing yourself and just telling us a little bit about your journey, if that's okay. Of course, yeah, it's my pleasure, obviously, to be on um, your podcast. And I think it's something that we've kind of discussed a few times because um, we come from very similar sort of backgrounds. And I sort of met you um, when we both worked um, together previously. And um, that was after I'd graduated from um, Keele University. So I studied international relations um, from 2018 until 2021. Um, And actually, it's a bit of a weird time to graduate because it was COVID. So I essentially only really had a year and a half on campus. And then um, the other year and a half was spent sort of studying from home. So it was a very weird sort of time for a lot of students that the world changed significantly during that period and we all kind of have seen ourselves change as well so um anyway went straight into working in policy after graduating um and my first job was sort of with businesses it was a a policy um advisor and, and communications advisor with businesses um and I did that for about a year where I met you and from there, I then applied um, to become a policy analyst working in the House of Lords. So I've always sort of been interested in policy and current affairs, foreign affairs um, and international relations. So that was kind of the route that I always saw myself going into. Um, but yeah, that's that's kind of where I am at the moment. And I've been working in policy coming up to two years um, since graduating now. And I feel like in that period, I've learned so much sort of about myself, about um, the working life, work-life balance um, and, and sort of society as a general and, and putting yourself out there. So and it's only been two years. So in terms of experience compared to you, I feel like I'm, I'm still just getting there. But um, yeah, no, that's that's where I am at the moment. I think if I'm honest I've said this many times to you when we were working together when we first met like you've done incredibly well to to be where you are at such a young age can you just tell the listeners how old you are I'm um I was about to say 21 I'm actually 23 I think you've stopped in time in the pandemic haven't you yeah honestly I think a lot of people say that don't they like actually I'm this old because we've actually had so many years where we've had to put life on hold so I can understand exactly no it's it's time time has flown by but yeah I'm I'm 23 years old um graduated when I was 21 um and been working since but I am mentally 21 Yeah, no, no, I don't believe that for a minute. <laughs> I've said to you time and time again that at your age, I honestly had no clue what I was doing with life and where it was going. And to be so, you know, grounded and level-headed at that age is amazing. And I think also when you finish university, you're not 100% sure what you want to do or even who you are as a person, you're still figuring yourself out. Yeah. So for you to find, you know, what you want to do and also like have the opportunities that you've had so far, like you should be incredibly proud of yourself. Um, I don't think you give yourself enough credit if I'm honest Um, and also to you know push and like start to build a career in you know something that's quite it's quite daunting isn't it to to go into like the policy and be like you know in sort of opportunities with like the House of Lords and things like that even like just going for the interview like how was that? 
you know what, Sonia? Um, I think you're right. I think sometimes we're in like a mode which is just go, go, go. And you don't really take a minute to um, really take in the fact that you've got to where you have got to. Yeah. Um, and I, I have this conversation with, you know, friends and, and family members where I just sort of think it was my absolute dream for as long as I can remember. And anyone who knows me while I was at uni will know that my my dream was always to move to London. And that, you know, mm-hmm. it sounds so sort of cliche for a country girl to just want yeah. to move to the city. But it really was just where I saw myself living. Um, and, and so it, it was a goal, not that I thought, you know, I would achieve as soon as I did, but also one that I really, really wanted to um, to sort of push myself towards because for me, and, and this is not necessarily right, by the way, but this is what I thought that once I do achieve it, I'll be a lot happier. Yeah. Um, that isn't how life works. As I'm sure, you know, you can agree, you can work towards something, achieve it. That doesn't necessarily mean you're going to reach ultimate happiness, but it really was something I wanted to achieve. And um, and it, as much as it was daunting, sort of applying for the role, I had a mindset which um, you know, I can only sort of thank my family for, which was if you don't try and put yourself out there, you will never, you know, it will never be the right time. You can say, so sometimes, and it's quite subconsciously that I do this, and I'm sure there'll be a lot of people who listen that will feel the same. I think to myself, and I'm only 23 years old, or at the time I was 22, why would someone like me who's my age apply for this role? I'm sure there's people who are much more experienced than me, um, people who are probably better fitted for the role than I am. So you know what, I won't bother trying. It's that element of um, imposter syndrome as well, like why would you deserve that and are you good enough and, you know, why would they choose me? You know, I think we all have those thoughts and it's really difficult to change the mindset to actually why wouldn't they and look how much I've got to offer and look what I've achieved. They'd be lucky to have me with my skill set. We always look at like, you know, we're not good enough and we shouldn't be offered the role and it's difficult, isn't it, like to have that mindset where you think actually they'd be lucky to have me working for them. It is and and I think that mindset isn't easy and I don't think there are many people who just naturally have that mindset of why wouldn't they want me you know I have this this and this and to offer but I think at the time I really said to myself and to be honest even when I finished graduating my my mind was more about moving to London than it was about um starting to work and and I applied for a master's which I was offered um a place to, to study an international relations master um at a university here in London and at the same time I applied for the the job where, where I met you Sonia um and my and I and I had a, an offer for both essentially to start working or to to do a master's and when I spoke to my parents um they were both like if we're being honest with you experience has a lot more sort of weight to it than you know continuing your studies especially in the field that I was in whereas IR it's very difficult to find to kind of find a job that you are interested in in this field um and they said to me if you know for any reason you don't enjoy working you know you can always go back and study a master's you've got in like you've you've already been offered a place so it won't necessarily be as difficult for you to then reapply um in the future or even do a master's alongside working anyway I decided to go with working and, and I took the job and it was really good experience for me. 
um, it was sort of my, you know, your first real job always, you know, I think is a bit of a learning curve. Um, particularly, you know, when you've just come out of an, atmosphere, an environment where you're a student, life is very fun and relaxed and you can do whatever you want. It's, it's a very different um, environment, the workplace is. But anyway, I, I saw this job, um, the, the, the vacancy, and I said to myself, whether I get it or not, applying in itself is, is um, sort of an experience that I need to get in the habit of doing and going through the process of um, interviews and, you know, the whole sort of application process will be a journey within itself. So I'll go ahead with it. Whether I get the job or not is down to, you know, I, I believe in God. So I would just say, like, if God wants me to get this job, I'll get it. If not, there's something else for me. And I think also having that belief has helped so much because it can be heartbreaking sometimes, like applying for your dream job or applying, which has happened, or applying um, for anything that you really, really want to happen. We don't necessarily always get what we want. Yeah, and I think having the knockbacks as well, like it can really be difficult and it knocks your confidence, doesn't it? But I think, like you say, having that, like, you know, that that belief um, in God and, you know, like you're, you're spiritual. And I think that really helps as well with your mindset and the positivity that you need. But also, I think that you're so blessed in the sense that you've got such a great family network and they're so um encouraging and and, and you know like want you to do well, but also not in a pressurizing way as well, which can be yeah. a huge factor. I think growing up um and a lot of sort of middle eastern arabs and i'm sure like asians will probably feel the same and it's, it tends to kind of be the fact that you naturally kind of do feel a bit of pressure um yeah. growing up like you, there, there just is this sort of expectation of you i think mm-hmm. um and with with me it was i i had i have an older brother and um i kind of naturally compared myself to him i think and that was difficult because we both have very very different personalities um and he was more academic um in certain areas compared to me and even though my parents didn't necessarily compare me to him I kind of felt that I should be like him um they didn't they didn't compare it's like, it's always, I always find it's always an unspoken thing isn't it like who yeah. actually said that to you like could you put yeah. down on paper who said that to you no, no not just yeah. I put on myself but he mm. how old is your brother may I ask 26 26 okay so you know he's further on in his journey his experience are different him as a person his, his strengths and weaknesses and you're comparing to someone that's like at a different stage in their life as well but we just don't see it do we at the time no and I think this kind of goes into life in general um and and I know me and you have spoken about this at times where we've just sort of said the impact and influence that comparison actually has on you so you know social media is just that biggest sort of platform that exists that really just makes it so easy to compare yourself to absolutely anyone on the internet and it doesn't have to be even someone that lives in the same country as you, someone of the same you know, background as you, someone your, your age. You can compare yourself to anyone. And yeah. in, in such a way that actually, I think that there are positives. Definitely there are positives to seeing the way other people live. And you can learn so much from other people. You learn so much from sort of social interactions that are both sort of in person or online. But there's yeah. also such a, I think when, when it gets to a point that you, become very negative about your own life because of what you see other people doing that's when Mm -hmm. it's harmful 
it is and I think as well like again like you know how we're talking about achievements and not always recognizing how much you've done and what you've achieved when you have the moments where you go online and you see what you know x y and z person's doing you don't for a minute like think about what you what you've done or like you know how amazing you're doing and how different your life is in a positive way it's always like what they've got and you think it makes you feel like you know inadequate and that you haven't got that um and you can forget like everything that you have achieved and how far you've come in that moment can't you um and I think again it's another unspoken like pressure and expectation you're putting on yourself yeah I think one thing that has really um helped me when when it's come to this is just thinking that if we were to all sort of evaluate our own lives and and then talk about what we wish we had and what you know we wish we hadn't gone through or, or something like that probably absolutely everyone that we would talk to would be able to say oh I wish I had this like someone else or I wish this hadn't happened to me but what I'm trying to say is that if I compare my life to yours you might compare your life to mine in a way that I might not have even thought about about yeah and that makes it so much easier to think I might wish my life was like yours but that mm-hmm. life wasn't maybe there's parts of your life that I have absolutely no idea about yeah um, and vice versa it could be the other way I mean I get a lot of people sometimes saying to me oh Raul you know what you put on social media makes your life just what they tend to say is your life looks amazing looks I've said that to you before as well and we've yeah, just thought and, and people do say that and they, they'll they'll message me and be like you're you're living the absolute dream your life looks amazing but I'm the kind of person, and th- this in itself could be good or bad, but I'm the kind of person that will only ever show highlights of my day. Like, if I walk exactly. past a pretty road, I'll, I might put that on my story, and it might look like, you know, I'm walking, you know, or going to this really nice restaurant or in this really nice place. But that's literally, like, one tiny section of my day, and I've probably made it look better than it did look in person because I love taking pictures and yeah. I, have a, I have a bit of an eye for photography so I tend to make things look you know amazing in, in, in my yeah. own opinion no no that's that's yeah. a really good point because I think a yeah. couple of weeks ago we we connected didn't we and yeah. um I just said oh how are you how's London and things like that and I said oh my gosh you look like you're absolutely living the dream like honestly you're doing so well and it's great to see because I know those moments where you had a doubt about this move yeah. and you were like well actually I've not been feeling good in myself and I haven't for some weeks and you know the things that you're seeing now are the things that I've been doing to try and pick myself up absolutely. and not for a minute when I saw your stories and your videos and what you're posting did I get that impression and yeah. you know we we only post like what is pleasing to the eye and what makes us happy we don't go oh want wait a minute we're having a really bad day today I'm just going to post about that you, you don't naturally you want people to see the best parts but you yeah. fail to like you know show all the rest of it this is the thing Sonia and I think I've always been the kind of person that for, for me my my social media like my platforms I, I, you can probably tell I don't have huge amounts of followings it tends to be just the people that I actually know and for me it may, it's very it would be very very difficult for me to post very personal things because I'm not that just doesn't I don't feel comfortable doing things like that so because I know you well if you know you were to message I'd be like well actually yeah, I haven't been feeling great but the other sort of 200 people that follow me that see my life will have no idea that I might have posted you know these things this week but actually like everyone else 
and I think it's completely normal. I've not been having a great week. Like I've had, you know, some moments where I've doubted myself, where I've just felt a bit low and down for, you know, no reason in particular. But that's just normal. That's just, you know, a natural part of life that I think some people don't appreciate that everyone has to go through that or will go through that. No one is on, you know, cloud nine 24-7 just... No, absolutely not. That, that, that isn't real life. No, I agree with that. And I think as well, like, there's, there was times where, like, I think we voice noted in the past, and I'm sure you don't mind me, like, sharing where you're like, oh, I do think about where I am in life and am I doing the right thing and, and, and should I be here and things like that. And I think, you know, the fact that you said that this was a dream once and something that you only dreamt of and didn't actually see it as a reality, um, but then you're, again, now questioning yourself. Like like you say, like, happiness um, and contentment is not in... Uh, a person or a destination yeah. or a part of life like it's something we have to find within because there's always going to be something where you're looking like the next parameter and the next thing aren't you and I think that is being human actually it's not just yourself like I do it as well but we do in that moment forget like actually this is something that we once dreamt of and I think I've reminded you of that before as well and said hang on a minute this is what you like really wanted and like this was a huge dream of yours and you've achieved it like enjoy where you are now um I think sometimes we do lose sight of that but that is just human isn't it I think one thing that I really noticed and I've become a bit more sort of aware of is um and I think it is a little bit of a generational problem is you can work really hard to achieve something and then once you've achieved it it kind of becomes not a big deal anymore whereas before you achieved it that was the absolute dream and goal and everything you wanted and more now that you know I've achieved it it's become yeah like that's just normal life and then I have another goal and I'll tell you why I kind of thought oh my god I remember telling my mum like there is something wrong with me so my first car was um a a Vauxhall Corsa and I bought this myself I had a part-time job while I was at uni and I was um paying for it myself and it was like, you know, just just a car to get me by. Like I, I wasn't into cars or anything like that. And I was more than happy driving this. Like it was, you know, brilliant for me because it meant that I didn't have to get public transport anymore. I didn't have to rely on someone for a lift. It was fine. I then, um, I think it was sort of um, a couple of months after I started my job, um, after graduating, the car just, it was, you know, it wasn't a very old car it was, I think it was 17 plate it broke down um and everyone was very confused it just had no like there was no reason for it to break down something with the engine just completely wouldn't work and they basically said to me it's cheaper for you to just get a new car than it is um for us to fix this and it was fine that so I was paying for it monthly long story short I ended up getting a um, BMW 1 series which was again something that I just never thought you know, I was 22 at the time that I would be driving now at this age, having, you know, just started working. Like it wasn't, it might have been something that I thought about I would get in, you know, five or six years down the line. It was obviously finance. I was living at home. So I had the funds for it. It wasn't really like something that I ever saw happening at that time. Anyway, that was quite a big thing. So I got this new car. I was driving it. And then I remember just a month after I was telling my mum, oh, it, you know, driving a BMW isn't a big thing. I want a G-Wagon, a Mercedes G-Wagon. Wow. And my mum was like, 
you've just got a new car like you know it is a big thing it's amazing it's nice and I was like every time I achieve something or get something new automatically my mind goes to what's next rather than just mm-hmm. appreciating what I've got what you know I have at the moment and and I think it's mostly because of we see what uh, there's always something better than what you have and I was going to say it is down to conditioning as well isn't it what we see around us the external influences and what other people are doing this unreal world that exists you know Instagram Facebook and things like that that all has a part to play and because you see people and like you said it's so easy to see what other people have I think years and years ago you wouldn't really see how like the billionaires live would you like it was kind of a life that we hadn't really we didn't know much about whereas now because of social media you see these things on Instagram and TikTok and you know everything else and it makes it seem a lot more real and a lot more like oh like it's easy anyone can have this when in reality if you were to calculate the percentage of people that could probably buy something like that it would be you know maybe like one percent or or five percent of people that can um and I think that's the other thing about sort of living in London is that you see a different sort of side of of life I think when I was um in my parents house and in the sort of you know in a a much more sort of secluded environment it you I think uh, people were happier because you you just were a bit more content with what you have and what's around you rather than, you know, if even if I'm just on my way to work, I'm very likely to see, you know, someone with a £4,000 bag and someone else with like a £20,000 jacket. You know, these things exist here and you see it on a daily basis. So I think mm-hmm. that increases the element of comparison a lot more. I can imagine and like, do you feel like sometimes like I think you're quite a grounded like level-headed person anyway but I think sometimes it is still easy to lose track and like sight of reality as well um especially when you're living in like to a certain extent some of that is a bit artificial because you know the the sort of like salaries and things in London are a lot more than they would be in like a small like city where you've come from and things like that but like how do you how do you keep yourself grounded then like is what I'm trying to say I guess coming from the background and you know where you were living to to go into London like is there anything in particular that you try and do to keep yourself you know a a sort of level playing field? I think the biggest thing that I have learned because it was actually a challenge when I first moved here it really took me by surprise and I've always been someone that's traveled to London very frequently um, and and loved London and, and you know like I said, I came here a lot. So I didn't think it would, you know, shock me as much as it did um, in the sense that when I came, I genuinely probably did compare myself a lot. And it was very, it was a bit too much. It was very overwhelming, I think, for me to realise the amount of wealth in this city and who I am compared to everyone else. I mean, I think where I've come from before, you know a lot of the people who are around you. People know you. And I think I felt very established in the sense that you know I graduated I'm working I have my own car I I've really thought that I had it all and I came here and I suddenly felt like I have nothing um and I think the biggest sort of thing that helped me was to realize that everyone has their own journey and a lot of um of what we see you know someone we have no idea what what you know someone's financial background is what is going on in someone's life outside of all of this and 
to be honest, you probably don't really want to know. And I think, like you said, a lot of things are artificial. And um, as long as I can live a life that is fulfilling and um, gives me the basics that I need and the essentials that I need, I'm quite happy with that. So if I was to sort of remove everyone else from the equation and do just what would make me happy, then I probably have enough in my life as it is to be happy. And I'm very grateful for that. I think learning to be sort of grateful with what you have is takes you half of the way of just you know removing the element of I'm not as good as them or I don't have what they have and it's more of I have a lot of what other people don't have um, yeah absolutely yeah no I agree with that and I think as well like um sometimes I, I always believe like I always tell myself like if you can't be happy with what you've got now then what makes you think you'll be happy with more yeah so if you can't appreciate and you know like really be grateful for the life that you've got now then like why do you think you are deserving of more because it's always like that sort of not enough culture isn't it that you know what you've got is not enough and you're always striving for the next thing which I think in a sense is really positive because like we should strive for more and why why don't we deserve more and you know we should work hard to to, to achieve all that but I think you have to like also be level-headed in a sense like appreciate what I've got now and like actually take that in as well because we live in such a culture that's like a rat race of like next 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 it's almost like a conveyor belt isn't it yeah and it, yeah. It's, actually, it's, it's a very scary sort of mindset to have where you're just constantly on next 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 because if you don't stand for a minute and and really take in everything that you're living through at the moment I don't think you'll get all the benefits benefits out of that position that you're in so I could sit here now and think I don't live in this mansion I don't have this I don't have that and really put myself down and sit in my house or sit in my room and just lock myself out from the world which is understandable because it's very overwhelming you know life in general at the moment you know there's so many things the cost of living um and, and the standard and quality of life has really, really decreased over the past couple of years. So it would be understandable for me to lock myself away or I can force myself. And you really have to kind of speak to yourself, I think, and just really... You have to change the voice in your head, don't you? You do. And, and see the positives in your life and just go out and try to appreciate whatever you can that you have. And I think we have a bit of a... a say, and obviously, I sort of mentioned before that I believe in God and, and I think... I genuinely believe that the more that I'm thankful and grateful for, the more that I'll get. And the more yeah. that the more that I'm positive about my life, the better my life will become. And I think that having that mindset, and I, I never used to have this mindset. And, and I was just talking, my sister was here to visit and I was just talking to her about this. And I was like, I never used to try to like, I never used to believe in like speaking to yourself positively, sorry. No, it's fine. Um, Unfortunately, you couldn't uh, plan for that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's just uh, part of the, the city life. But yeah, now I was telling her, and I think it took a lot of me. I read loads of self help self help books, and I still have loads with me. Um, that whenever I kind of feel a little bit negative about my life, I'll read something, or just, even yeah. if it's just a page or two, and just the 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 point is to only read one or two things so that it really sticks with you because changing your mindset can have a huge huge impact on your life um there's so many sort of good things I think that have come out of me just 
telling myself that actually, you know, I love working, I love doing this. And we have a bit of a joke with me and my cousins where we're just like, we have to tell ourselves in the morning when we're getting ready for work, you know, I love my job, I love my job, I love my job. Because you're <laughs> tired, you're exhausted. And like, sometimes you just can't be bothered. But yeah, maybe... we all have them days, don't yeah. we? And I think, you know, you have to like retrain your brain. And it's almost yeah. like you're convincing yourself on the days where you don't feel like you can show up as yourself, your positive yeah. self, if you like. It's and not... I think as well, like, you know, the way you, you've sort of described that you sometimes see yourself like I've, it's not what I've got's not enough and things like that. Whereas you think about it, flip it on its head, like I see you as a 23 year old that is living her London dream and is in the dream job that she wanted. And how many people can say that at such a young age? Like some people couldn't you say that in a lifetime never mind at such a young age but sometimes we oversee those like achievements and all we can see is what we think we haven't got um but I think you're really really right in the sense that you said we've discussed like social media and the negatives and the comparison but however there's some really great external sources that if we surround ourselves uh, around them which I try to like actively do it has such a different like um influence on you so you know if I'm just doing some admin and things like that I'll listen to podcasts and in the morning when I go for a walk I'll have a meditation music on Uh, before bed I try and do things like reading and things like that and it's complete different influences on your life and you sometimes wonder like these things like where we compare ourselves on social media actually is it adding value to our life yeah 100% I think I think Sonia you're right and um when I've sort of open Instagram sometimes and I've opened I've sort of clicked on your story to watch it and it's crazy how sometimes you'll post something that I've been thinking about all day like you know either whether that's body positivity or like just taking a moment to go outside and and you know your walks at lunchtime if you're walking from home or um you know certain things like that I think who you follow and 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 the things that you consume like whether that's um mentally like what you're reading and what you're listening to and what you're seeing um has such an impact on what you then will believe about yourself and what you will then do with your day um but I I've genuinely tried to make a conscious effort to only follow in people that I think will have a positive impact on my life so will the things that I'm watching better my day or will it you know just drain my energy and it's the same with the things I choose to do in my daily routine. I mean, I'm very much try to exercise as much as I possibly can, whether that's going to the gym or just walking or just doing something that takes my mind off either being on my phone or sitting in front of my laptop and working or even just sitting in front of the TV. Like, I think that can have a bit of as much as we all love to sit down and just chill and watch something in the evening. If that's what I'm doing all day, how is that going to benefit benefit me or um, help me improve or grow or, you know, change and develop? So I try to do one or two things every day that's just going to get me that little bit further in terms of how I feel or, um, or, or my gr- personal growth and personal development. It, it's become a very... I think since moving to London, it's become very much sort of work on yourself season, which I'm loving, to be honest. (laughs) No, I think that's amazing. And I think, you know, it's taken me like 30 odd years to have that self-awareness of like, I feel like this today, or at the moment, I'm really feeling this and I'm feeling stuck, for example. But having the self-awareness of what I need to do to get myself out of that is like, 
it, it's a lot and it's something that's taken me a long time to get to this point you know I wasn't always like this and I certainly wasn't at your age so give yourself credit like that's amazing that you're able to see what you need and what what is important and what isn't uh, but again I think you know what like you say as humans like we are like sponges so we absorb our surroundings like the energy around us like what we see so I think you've got like a really good balance and like I think with that it's really important to have the consistency where we can and try and show up for yourself each day and do those good things for yourself Um, I think me personally I try to do it in the morning because I feel like spending that first hour or so on yourself shapes your entire day and it changes the impact of what you see on social uh you might have like you know a manager at work that's not very pleasant and things like that and we do take things personally to heart or things bother us what we see what other people are doing but i do think that investment in yourself it changes that like you don't you're, you're so you're more unbothered by it and things don't bother you as much you don't think take things personally so i do think it's really important like what we take in and what we absorb is so important yeah you're right and i think it is it's exactly that it's just the fact that we're so influenced by anything we hear or anything that we see or you know what our friends tell us what our family tells us so I'm you know I don't think it, you need to sometimes take that extreme where you lock you know block everyone out of your life and just um kind of live by yourself and, and don't speak to anyone because it drains your energy but I think there's a there's a sort of skill of not necessarily sometimes I think I used to take things very personally if someone was to say something or someone was to speak to me in a very rude way I take it very personally but I think learning to understand that sometimes the way people act with you or the way people treat you is a reflection more of themselves than of you it teaches you so much in the sense that I firstly not everyone is going to treat you the way you want to be treated not everyone is going to know how to speak to you not everyone is going to have that kind of ability to um or be on the same sort of page as you maybe but understanding how to communicate with people and and in the right way I think does so much as well to kind of protect you from draining your energy by socializing so I think one thing that it was kind of a stage that I went through where I was really trying to work on myself and I think I um would have labeled myself previously as a bit of a people pleaser I found it really difficult to say no um I found it really hard to kind of I I was never at peace knowing that someone was bothered by something I'd said or if I wasn't on good terms with someone that was close to me that really meant a lot to me um and I think that I can see the impact sometimes when I'm at work where I sometimes go above and beyond more than I need to or more than I should um and I think knowing that or putting barriers in place and knowing how to do that is still something that I am working on and I am aware that it's something that I struggle with um it's the same with confrontations like there 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 are loads of things I know we're kind of going a little bit off topic here but there are loads of things that I I think it's really valuable though to listen to like experiences for others to also be able to relate to this so please carry on exactly I mean I think the the point was that I am in a job that is great and I love and I and I'm good at but there are things that I think that are within me and my personality that I see in my day-to-day life that because that's who I am as a person, I see it transfer in my job. And I think it's going to, or can be at times, it can make my day job difficult because 
I find it I find it very difficult to co- to be confrontational. I find it very difficult to say no. I find it That's difficult. It's really interesting that you've sort of made that like connection and like noticed it. Yeah, I think it, I mean it's something that I I know uh, it's something that I've known about myself for years. But I think for a long period of time, I I was the mindset that I had about that was that's just who I am, and I don't think I I can change that. And it wasn't until recently that I thought I'm really going to struggle with a lot of things in life if I can't confront people and tell them how I really feel about something. Um, and it, I have I have faced a lot of issues I think because of because of that challenge I think because I have found it hard. I mean I, I think a lot of the times I try to tell myself that no I'm not like that in the hope that I will I will sort of not be that anymore. But um, I think it takes a lot of work. It's, it's something that is takes a lot of sort of personal growth, personal work, um, to work on yourself to really change that. I think, um, which is fine. You know, it's it's completely normal. I think for everyone to have things about them that they need to work on, um, and being aware of it, I always think is the kind of first step. You have to accept that. You know, that's something that I currently do. It's something that I would like to change, um, and I and I just have to kind of figure out my way of of getting there but yeah I think that that that's just I don't know where I was going with that (laughs) no no I think it's amazing that like again I think it's amazing that you have the self-awareness of it that you see it when it happens and you're also noticing that like that impact it's having on your life as well Mm -hmm. um I think that's all really positive and it probably will make you like rethink sometimes when those situations come around again um I think and also the fact that like you are putting so much work into your own growth um your self-love um investing in yourself because this is where our confidence grows it's where our self-esteem um increases and things like that so as much as you're really aware of it you've got that self-awareness you are also putting the inner work in without probably realizing it um because I do think it goes hand in hand like putting yourself in opportunities where where you can grow where you can develop as a person you're still getting to know who you are as well because you are really young you know I'm in my 30s and I'm still getting to know who I am so I think like everything that you're doing is working towards you know stronger boundaries um your relationship with others and yourself and the main thing is you're showing up for yourself and putting that time into you which will then um pay off when it comes to working relationships um you know how you expect to be treated and things like that um I think a thing that I do want to touch on is one of the main reasons that I started the Say It With Grace platform was because I felt that there were certain things that happened in my life and things that I went through that you know led me to be sometimes quite cross and an angry person and I had a lot of resentment and things that I held on to and sometimes that would like come across in conversations or if there was conflict or situations that I didn't know how to deal with um and I got to a point in life where I went through a really difficult situation um some years ago and it was so important to me that I handled it and achieved what I wanted to and got my point across um but did it in a way that I walked away with my head held high. So that's why the name Say It With Grace came, because it was like, actually, we can achieve everything and we can put our points across and we can show people who we are and what we're about without being, you know, rude or or, or nasty or, you know, like you say, confrontational in an aggressive manner. Like you can do it in such a way where it comes across as graceful, but you get your point across and people respect and appreciate that. And for me, I feel like that was a big turning point. And from that situation, which, you know, ended in a better way than than, than it started, if you like, um, 
I feel that that kind of paved the way for me and that's how I do everything that I do now. So how I speak to people, if, you know, there's an email that I'm not really sure about and or a situation even in personal life where actually it's not okay for you to speak to me like that. However, I'm not going to match your energy right now. Um, again, it is a mindset shift and you have to talk to yourself in your head first. It doesn't just come naturally, but I think that's something that we all slowly are working on as people and it is a work in progress. Yeah. Oh, I, I love that, Sonia. I, d- I didn't know that. But yeah, I think learning how to say things in a in the right way. And th- it's, it's, it's the kind of art of communication, isn't it? It's like you can't, it, it's not necessarily about the person who shouts the loudest in the room. It's the person who can get their point across in, you know, in a manner that people will respect and listen to. You're less likely to listen to someone screaming at you than you are to someone who can explain what they're saying and why they're saying it in a respectful way so I think yeah you're you're absolutely right and I, and I definitely agree with everything you've said oh no no I think like you're doing amazing and I think the fact that you have this self-awareness of all these things now which like I said I know I keep saying it but it took me a long time to like get to the point where I am and I am still a work in progress Um, I feel like there's just so much to learn and every day is a learning curve and learning experience isn't it yeah. in that sense so I think you know you are 100% on the right track Um, and I think you know in, in a sense like life is a bit of a test so these situations happen you know day to day in jobs workplaces personal relationships and it tests you and it tests your you know ability to to express yourself and communicate without crossing that line or upsetting people but I think the boundaries come from you know putting yourself first as well because we we can be people please we do sometimes find it difficult to say no and things like that but we end up pouring into other people's cup and then we end up running dry ourselves exactly yeah yeah so Um, I wanted to just sort of um, finish on like a really positive note and just something that, you know, we can leave the listeners with, if you like. Um, So just wanted to go back to the fact that, you know, you started your career very early. You also had like the pressures of like the pandemic and things like that. Um, What is there something what is a piece of advice you'd give to somebody young that's sort of like starting out and figuring out who they are? I think if I'm completely honest, I didn't dream to have this life like yes I might have dreamt to live in London and and um that was the goal that I got to but I think having an open mind and realizing that you know I have no idea where I'm going to be in the next year two years three years and so on but I'm open to pushing myself and open to accepting new challenges um and open to accepting a new life if you know that means moving somewhere else or doing a completely different job as long as I I'm doing something that I know I can do um, and I'm and I'm happy with the life that I'm giving myself then to me that's success and I think if you have a closed mind and you just think if I don't achieve this one thing I'm not going to be happy then you honestly you couldn't be more wrong because for me one sort of opportunity that you don't get is an opportunity of something else on its way to you like something else is coming and it's going to be better so and I and I genuinely believe that you're always guided to where you need to be and where you should be um so just having an open mind and accepting that you will get to you know the most amazing place that you want to be in life by just having a bit of patience and um you know having an open mind genuinely things just make their way to you and having positive sort of outlook on life 
positive things come to positive people like that's just one thing that I genuinely believe um so yeah I think have an open mind and be positive and just accept to try new things I think that will take you far yeah I think that's an amazing piece of advice and I think for a lot of people that will really sort of like make them think and give them a couple of light bulb moments I think it is really important because I think where we need to have as much of an open mind as possible we close our mind and like you know what we what we ask for what we wish for and it's like no wish big dream big and like believe it as if it's going to happen so it's massively in the mindset isn't it so I completely agree with that I think that's an amazing piece of advice um I think there's a lot of people that'll be listening that'll have a lot to pick up and learn from yourself so I just wanted to take this opportunity to say how grateful I am that you've come on today um and you were our first guest um it's been an amazing experience and such a blessing to have you on the podcast Oh, it's an absolute pleasure, Sonia. I always love to. It's just kind of felt like one of our usual conversations, hasn't it? it did. <laughs> I feel like we're yeah. just voice noting. Yeah, exactly <laughs> that. And, you know, that's what we wanted. Um, yeah, so, yeah, no, pleasure. thank you so much. Thank you for your time. You're welcome. And I hope that um, listeners will find something useful to take from this. I think they will and I'm sure we'll have loads of positive feedback Um, I think there's something to learn from everybody we meet isn't there so you know I think it really does shape us as people there's a lot of podcasts I've listened to recently where things have just resonated with me and like now they're actually part of things that I'm doing at the moment and it's amazing how sometimes like the penny can just drop or the light bulb just comes on so absolutely completely agree and thank you very much thank you thank you bye